Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Owen, as we come to the end of this enormous event, you've had a chance to read over the draft agreement, which will eventually lead to COP26's final statement. In layman's terms, what's in there and and are you happy with it? Um, I think lots of positives and lots of negatives, to be honest, um, or lots of things missing, things that we would have hoped to see in there and aren't yet in there. Now, uh, a week is a long time in politics and and it seems like a week is a long time in uh, COP26 as well. Uh, so I think what we'll see over the next few days is jockeying of positions uh, positions amongst the, the government ministers who are here. Uh, and I suppose pressure will come to bear um, because what, what, what's in the draft is, is, is a starting point, but it isn't, isn't sufficient. Um, I think if, if the governments finish on Friday or maybe Saturday morning or whenever they finish um, and present this to the world at large, I think there'll be not only disappointment, I think there'll be real anger um, if uh, things like the 100 billion uh, needed for developing countries mm. per year, if that's not delivered. Uh, things like 1.5, we, we may not get to 1.5, but we should be heading in that direction. Uh, this is 1.5 degrees C warming by the end of the century. So mm. there's, um, there's some things which... Uh, are good in there. I like, um, as a biologist, I like um, that um, what are called nature-based solutions are yeah. are indicated in there, um, and they recognise the the sort of critical role that nature plays in all of this, uh, not just for mitigating uh, the effects of climate change, so soaking up carbon, but also helping countries to adapt um, to a changing climate. I've just left a. Um, a, a meeting uh, that was hosted by uh, the Association for Island States. Um, and, uh, you know, island states like Fiji and the Seychelles, they're under real, real pressure. Uh, there was a minister there from, this, from Fiji talking about they've already moved six villages, moved six villages. So right. if you can imagine a, a village down in West Cork or wherever, um, Fiji are actually moving whole villages to um, make way for the, the rising sea levels and the, the changing climate. And he, he said there's 40 other uh, villages to move. So I think if, if we don't get a, a, a more, um, uh, I suppose, a more uh, optimistic and a more um, powerful document by, by Friday, I think there'll be real anger, and rightly so, amongst people who are already suffering 
uh, the effects of climate change. There's ideology on the one hand, Owen, and then there's practicality on the other. You hope, don't you, that these kind of conferences and documents like this will meet someplace in the middle. You do, you do, of course, and, there, and there, there will be compromise and this document coming out at the end of the week, the, the final agreement from COP26, that will be compromised. That will, everything about that will be compromised from, uh, you know, countries uh, that uh, want to change urgently, not just today, but, but yesterday. Um, you know, the countries that are suffering most and, and what, what those countries say, I've heard it repeatedly from, from some of these small island nations and some of these countries that are feeling the ravages of, of climate change already far more so than we are. And, and we are feeling the, 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 the changing climate in Ireland. But what they're saying is that we did nothing to cause this. We did nothing to deserve this. Mm. Um, and so we need help to... Um, to, to overcome uh, and to prepare for what's coming next. And this is where the 100 billion per year for developing countries comes in. Um, so there, there, there's a, you know, there's those countries on the one hand, and then there's other countries who, uh, for whatever reason, be they economic reasons or be they maybe not ideological reasons, but political reasons, let's say, um, don't want to budge. Uh, or if they want to budge, they want to budge really, really slowly um, and give kind of, never-ending targets in 2070, 2080, end of the century. You know, I, I think talking to the scientists here in COP26, uh, you know, there's a real sense of urgency that, that um, changes, you know, really fundamental changes in how we uh, grow our food, how we produce our food, how we uh, power our cars, how we power industry, our homes, and so on. All of that needs to change radically. Um, uh, not just today, but as I said yesterday, it, it, it really is urgent at, at this stage. You mentioned Fiji and, and what's happening over there. Also, I was speaking to a young woman last week who is from India, and she explained how her home village in Kerala was devastated by floods so many times in the last couple of years. I suppose sitting here in Cork, Owen, we wonder to ourselves, well, what the heck can we do about that? Surely there's nothing I can do about that, is there? Well, I think that if, if we all said that, if every country uh, in the EU or every uh, Western developed country said that, um, you know, we'd get nowhere. And th there has to be a sense of leadership. There has to be a sense of leadership from Ireland, for instance, because we're part of the EU, we're part of the world uh, that has historically produced huge amounts of carbon. Um, you know, per capita, we're up there with the, the highest uh, emitters, hmm. uh, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, we can't wash our hands of this. We can't say it's not our problem. Hmm. Uh, when you Certainly when you look at, at, at the the uh, incidents you talked about from India, when you look at uh, Fiji, the Seychelles, and so on, uh, there is, um, you know, those are the people who who um, historically haven't been uh, emitting huge volumes of carbon. Uh, they're currently not emitting these huge volumes of carbon, but they are bearing the brunt of it, and, and they're bearing the brunt of it today. We'll be bearing the brunt of it uh, in the next few years and the next decade and the next and the decade after that so i th i think there there can be a sense of 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 impending doom and, and sort of well i can't do anything so you know i'll just wash my hands and i'll just ignore the problem mm. um, 
No, that that wasn't the sense in which I was asking you that, Owen. It, it was the sense of, well, I'm here doing my best with my recycling. I'm doing my best to change what I use fuel-wise, how I heat my home, get myself an electric car when it's practicable. All those little things we're all doing individually. You feel a bit helpless when you look at a television video from Fiji or from India. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you do. You, there is that sense of helplessness, but uh, you're right in saying, you know, we uh, in Ireland are in the lucky position, I suppose, to be able to maybe sometimes buy a, buy a new car or, you know, uh, renovate our homes and, uh, you know, buy nice things and buy nice food. And I suppose the, the message from here is that in everything that we do and everything that we consume and everything that we, uh, that we buy and that we sell, that there has to be a radical change in terms of making that more sustainable. So if it's if it's uh, how we move ourselves around, how we do transport, there has to be uh, a move towards more climate friendly car, uh, um, uh, transport, be that cycling, walking, and if not that, then electric vehicles hmm. uh, and so on. So so dotted around. Um, there's there's different teams for different days here so there's a transport day there's an energy day there's a, a food day and so on and um, uh, and so every facet of our our lives really mm. are being kind of picked over and, and discussed and kind of saying well how can we do this more sustainably so sitting at home in cork uh, as i will be hopefully next week you know it's it's about thinking you know um can I walk instead of, of get the car? Can I uh, do do more in terms of public transport? Can I, um, you know, if I'm renovating my home, am I doing it in the most sustainable way yeah. uh, possible? Not just to save me money, but also to to uh, produce less carbon. On the the agreement that will be signed in the in in the days to come, um, a bit done, more to do would be your observation. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, the I'm part of the UCC delegation, and we just uh, briefly um, managed to catch up with uh, Mary Robinson, former President Mary Robinson, and mm-hmm. we we had a, just a, a few uh, minutes, really, just to to chat with her and and asked her, you know, how how she's feeling and and about the about the draft report, and she was saying, well. There's lots of hooks there. There's lots of things that that may be added in later. So, you know, you can see it's a, it's a, it's a work in progress. Mm. So it really is um, a lot done more to do. Um, you know, I think, I mean, on the big ticket items, there is the, the the, the document expresses, uh, and I'm quoting here, serious concern. Um, that this adaptation finance is insufficient, they say. This is the money set aside globally to, like we were just talking about, help people to change their ways. Yes, and, and particularly help developing nations to, to do that because, uh, as I said, they will uh, rightly point out that they did not cause this, um, so they need help to, uh, to to deal with the consequences, I suppose. And, and it's the big you know, countries, Ireland is part of that, but also, you know, US, China, Russia, and so on, who need to dig deep into their pockets um, and, and find that money. And now they're saying, I think in the draft document, they're saying, well, that that will probably happen by 2023, but it was supposed to happen by 2020. So, I mean, uh, you know, it might seem like a few years, but a few years is is 
uh, a long time if if you're a country having to, as I said earlier, move move villages, move whole villages, build defences against flooding, uh, you know, build new um, new new infrastructure because of the ravages of, of climate change. Another year is another flooding disaster. Another flooding disaster is more lives lost, and, and that's where they are coming from. Oh, and you mentioned being with the UCC delegation. We, we should be very proud of UCC and its commitment to sustainability. Maybe we don't realise it here at home, just how highly regarded UCC is these days. Well, the the UCC delegation of observers to to this conference, uh, we're the only um, university in Ireland to be uh, to have official observer status um, under the UNFCCC framework. So what that means is is uh, we had four. Um, uh, staff and students uh, last week. We've got another four this week, including myself, read, uh, led by Professor Brian O'Gallagher. Um, and we're here along with thousands of other observers from, from uh, NGOs, from uh, charities, from uh, youth, youth organisations to observe what's happening and really just to make sure that, that the governments don't try and slip off the hook, let's say, and to put pressure um, and to report back and doing things like I'm doing right now with you. So, uh, yeah, UCC is incredibly proud to, to be here and to be part of this. Uh, and I suppose UCC has a, has a, a well-known commitment uh, to the environment. Uh, our Green Campus program is, um, you know, um, phenomenally successful. Um, you know, we're the first university in Ireland to get a, in the world, actually, to get a, a green flag for sustainability. Um, we've committed already to reduce our uh, carbon emissions by 51% by 2030, and we've committed to be carbon neutral by 2050. We're ranked ninth in the world for sustainability. I could go on, but yeah. uh, in everything that we do in, in terms of our teaching, in terms of our research, in terms of the practice of how we actually run the campus and power the campus and, and uh, I suppose, our grounds and our, our, our arboretum and, uh, and so on. Mm. Everything that we do is uh, with the climate and biodiversity crisis in, in mind. So, uh, yeah, we're leading the way there, uh, hopefully, and we, we, we aim to continue doing that. Owen, safe journey back, and uh, thank you for being with us today. Thanks, PJ. Quartz 96 FM. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The secret to summer ready skin is here. Osea's number one best selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.